And we're about to talk travel, going to some wonderful places and uh, doing it affordably. And if you're thinking about that, the people to contact are the people that Phil Hop and Travel here in Adelaide. Phil's been around for a long time. One of the good things about Phil Hop and Travel, and there's a lot of good things, when you talk to somebody and you say, I want to go to so-and-so, so-and-so, they'll say, oh, look, we've got so-and-so on the staff who's been there, knows what time of the year to go there, what not to see, what to see, what to take, what not to fall into. And it makes all the difference in the world. You're talking to people who actually have been to the places that you're thinking of going to. God, that really short-circuits the whole thing. And joining me from Phil Hoppen is um, is Krista Kinnear, who's the, the Business Development Manager, and uh, Melanie Wynn, who's the Project Manager, and we'll talk in a moment or so, to uh, Rob Kalemba from Scenic. Uh, we'll have him on the telephone. Ladies, uh, good afternoon and, uh, and welcome to, uh, to 5AA. How no, are you? welcome back to South Australia. Like We could say, go on a cruise with Pilco. Yeah, You've well, been there. Well, I went on a cruise, and, uh, and, and I was supposedly the host of the whole thing, but to my my wife Anne came with me, and she was a damn sight better uh, as the uh, as as the host. As a good woman, maybe. Yeah, we went on the on one of the uh, Holland America lines, and went from uh, when did we go from Rome, eventually across to Barcelona. Barcelona. God, it was good. I remember it well. Oh, I remember, remember it well. well. Yeah, had a, had a great time. Yep, we have those going every year. So I drank too much. You, you were. I, I drank too much, but <laughs> <laughs> I put on some kilos, but oh, gee, I had a good time you, doing it. You probably couldn't find the gym either. <laughs> oh, I knew where the gym was. Uh, I went past it a couple of times. <laughs> right. Look, joining us right now is the uh, uh, the gentleman from uh, from Scenic, uh, and uh, he's on the on the telephone now, rather than uh, here in the studio with me like the ladies are. Rob Kalemba, the uh, director uh, and the, uh, the whole thing of Scenic Tours. Rob, good afternoon and welcome to uh, to Adelaide. Yes, good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Now, Rob, tell us about, about Scenic. Uh, tell us about the, the sort of programs that you've got. Um, what's, um, what, what's behind this, uh, uh, this uh, Eclipse thing that you've got going? Ah, the Eclipse, yeah. Um, the Eclipse is quite a unique cruising experience. It's, uh, it's actually the world's first uh, polar vessel of its class, 1A Super, um, which just for anybody looking at travelling to the polar regions means the safest possible way uh, at the moment, a passenger can travel um, those waters, uh, stabilisers, GPS, dynamic positioning, those sort of things as well, um, just allow for smoother travel. But uh, also in today's age, um, from an ecological perspective, it's uh, it's very sensitive around those things as well. Now, Rob, this is not a big ship you're talking about. This is a kind of a, a, a luxury yacht, right? Well, yeah. I mean, not a big ship in size, but in terms of space or, or passenger space on board, uh, that's where the yacht element really comes in. Um, 228 passengers in total, uh, so it's not a lot, only 200 in the polar region. But the amount of space that uh, guests will actually have on board, they'd really appreciate. And uh, the little blurb I've got here, you've, you've got, this can't be right, you've got built-in submarines and, and helicopters. <laughs> and uh, uh, sh- sh- Surely to God, you're kidding. Sure has. Yeah? It absolutely has. Actually, we had Rob here last week for a cruise sail fest, and it was just amazing right. to see his product. Phil's been on it. He can tell you there are real submarines. Okay, so Yeah, the- it's a little bit James Bondish. <laughs> I reckon. So, so these are the... Uh, we're talking about the Antarctic and we're talking about the um, uh, the, the North Pole, effectively. Is, is that what it boils down to? Well, that's what the ship's been built for, that's correct. But in terms of where it travels, it travels all over the globe. So if you're looking for the meds and you want to have that experience, um, we do that as well. Uh, Central, South America, uh, Patagonia, the Chilean fjords. It, it goes all across uh, the globe, but of course uh, purpose-built for the polar region. Um, and 
Yes, as many would imagine, it, uh, it sounds very luxurious, but from a value and a price point, um, quite surprising. We're talking to uh, Rob Kalimba from Scenic. Rob, is this uh, suitable for, for any age group? Uh, I'm initially thinking you might have to be young and mobile and fit and agile to, uh, to do this sort of a cruise. Uh, no, not at all. In actual fact, uh, if you can imagine those regions, many would sort of uh, expect uh, some pretty purpose-built, uh, robust kind of vessel. But this is a five-star floating hotel, and, and with that in mind, it's really suitable for multi-generational travel. Uh, a lot of people are travelling uh, with uh, grandkids and yeah. so on, uh, older grandkids, of course, yeah. um, but heading out to this region. And, and then from uh, the mix of passengers, well, Scenic now sell not just in Australia but around the world, 36 countries, so quite a cosmopolitan mix as well. What, uh, what sort of itineraries do you come up with? I'd imagine they vary depending upon the cruise and the time of the year. Uh, yeah, well, in terms of the destinationally, of course, uh, the polar regions heading down uh, to Antarctica for, say, 11, anywhere from 11 to 20 days um, is a very popular option. Spends about half the year in that region. Uh, again, uh, going up into the more popular, uh, populated areas of, say, the Arctic, um, of course, you can do for tours or cruises, should I say, anywhere from sort of eight up to 30 days. And uh, as I mentioned before, Mediterranean, uh, South America, even uh, up the coast of the US through the Maritimes is, is an option if you're so interested. OK, so there's there's all sorts of options. You, you, you're not confined, are you, to just one particular, Mel? You, no, you, no it's, they're beautiful itineraries. I see the Antarctic, you've got uh, the shorter one, but the South Georgia and Falkland Islands, to me, is the absolute um, most amazing itinerary. Really? Yeah. And, Rob, you've got some air credits, which are absolutely fantastic for... Yeah, definitely. Um, over this period, especially with PHT, it's definitely worth you going in and grabbing a brochure, doing your research, learning a bit about this product. But through PHT, or Phil Hoffman Travel, should I say, uh, at this point in time, you can save anywhere up to about $8,000 on our Antarctica, South Georgia and Falkland Islands in terms of uh, additional value that you'll get there. And even if you're looking at the 11-day uh, option with the air credit that Chris is talking about, um, that'll save you nearly $5,000 at the moment. That's Gee, a fantastic. In fact, a I've got saving, friends on there. Yeah. Val and Barry are on there right now heading and, to and Antarctica. Down to the Antarctic? Yep. For yep. the first time? They've been waiting, absolutely yeah. waiting. Couldn't So excited. And they've got one of the, the top suites. She didn't realise. She just booked it. And, yes, it seemed a bit pricey. And then she had a look at the size. She said, are we in one of the best suites? I said, sip away at that Japanese scotch whiskey you've got oh, on board. It's... <laughs> <laughs> and end up to 10 different dining venues as well. There is quite a lot of value when you go through the brochure and you can grab those from any Phil Hoffman travel store. Here's the, here's the dumb question of the day. There's always a dumb question from, from, from a client. Uh, here, here it comes. Can you actually get off the yacht and, and go onto the ice, onto the Antarctic ice? Absolutely. You can do that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's several excursions throughout the day, especially in those regions, and our main goal is actually to get you out on the ice multiple times in a day. Oh, okay, okay. It's uh, it's not a case of leaning over the balcony and taking your photo and seeing the ice and maybe a polar bear and turning around and coming back. Not at all. It's very interactive indeed, and uh, obviously during this time of year we have a lot of daylight hours, so a lot of excursions throughout the day. 
Oh, I've been down there twice. And Michael Keelan went a couple of years ago, not on this vessel because she's brand new, but um, Michael went down and he just absolutely thought it was amazing. I can't tell you what the the pull is to these regions, but it's absolutely magnificent when you get down there and the silence, and yeah. except when you land and you've got all the, the penguins marching around and their antics to learn the history of Antarctica, how they're preserving the um, naval bases that are down there, the Chilean bases and so forth, interact with those people. It is phenomenal. Well, you'd remember years ago, Keith Martin used to fly people... Uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> used to fly people down there on the plane and all you could do is look out the window of Absolutely, the plane. Absolutely, and, and they did yeah. that again. They're still doing that now. Oh, so, Christina, yeah, right. Um, Rob, look, th- th- thank you for joining us uh, this afternoon and, and congratulations on the itinerary. For, for people to find out more about it, they simply, what, get in touch with you or the people that fill hop and travel? Uh, yeah, 100%. Get in contact with your local PHT. Do yourself a favour. Uh, we've got amazing brochures. Uh, they're almost like coffee table books. So you can pick up from any PHT and the expert staff there will take you through all the details of this uh, very amazing vessel. Oh, sounds wonderful. Rob, thanks for the time this afternoon. That's uh, Rob Kembler from Scenic who's been chatting to us on the phone. All right, we'll talk some more about Phil Hoffman and some of the offers available in just a moment or so, getting on towards a quarter to two now. The Phil Hoffman Travel Team will be in the 5AA Travel Lounge between 2 and 2.30 today, taking your calls off air. Phil Hoffman Travel's experts can give you the best advice on where to go, when to go, what to see and how to get there. Whether you're planning your trip by plane, ship, rail or road, the 5AA Travel Lounge is where you need to check in. Call the Phil Hoffman team between 2 and 2.30 today. All calls are answered off air. Call 8419-1473. That's 8419-1473. Hello holidays. Hello deals. It's World Travel Fest. Feel your wanderlust at the World Travel Fest as you uncover the best holiday deals from around the globe. Discover iconic destinations, unique adventures, family-friendly getaways, romantic escapes and the best of cruising, travel experts, live main stage, cooking demonstrations, free coffee, a kids' corner, and more. Entry is free. World Travel Fest, Sunday, February 2nd, Adelaide Convention Centre, worldtravelfest.com.au. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. This is Tony Pilkington. It's, uh, it's a quarter to two. Uh, the best caller of the day will uh, send you a $50 voucher thanks to the people at the Barrow Hotels. Uh, where are they? They're at Albion. There's the Birkenhead Tavern down there. There's the Excelsior and the Sundowner. If you ever you're up at Wyala. And as they say, uh, you just know it's a Barrow Hotel. Forecast for today, good day, 27. For this, the first day of the tour down under. Uh, forecast for tomorrow is a little warmer, 31 degrees. Some of the European riders will think <laughs> it's about as hot as we want it to get. So the middle of the week, it'll get to 31. Uh, Thursday and Friday, towards the end of the week, the European boys will be happy. 22 forecast stop on Thursday and 25 uh, degrees on uh, on Friday for the end of the week. So weather-wise, uh, temperature-wise for our overseas riders, uh, conditions just about ideal. We're talking travel, and when you're talking travel in Adelaide, the people to talk to are the people at Phil Hoppen. They can get you anywhere, and they can get you there expertly. And as uh, I said, the lovely thing about it is when you're talking to Phil Hoffman, you're wanting to go someplace, even someplace a, a little off the beaten track or a little unusual, there will be somebody at Phil Hoffman who's been there, who knows when to go, when not to go, what to do, and what not to do, what to take and what to look out for. It makes all the difference in the world. Krista Kinnear is the um, Leisure Business Development Manager and, uh, and Mel, Mel Wynn is the Project Manager. OK, ladies, tell us about some of the, um, some of the offers that are available at the moment. Uh, there's some good ones about. 
Yeah, there certainly are, um, Tony. Um, we just released a, a vast array of um, fully escorted um, tours, Phil Hoff and Travel. The good part about this is that they, they tend to be all-inclusive, so we offer return airfares, quality accommodation, sightseeing and touring, a large number of meals, um, touring locally with um, locally escorted um, es- escorted guides. and uh, That makes uh, a difference to people who kind of know where to go and when to take you yeah. and when, uh, uh, when not to take you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we've got as a roundup um, classic northern India from Delhi down to the charismatic city of Mumbai that's sort of heading out in November. So I'll tell you something for nothing with India that if you head out to India, don't go during the monsoon season. So the best time to go is between sort of roughly October to March. So okay. all of our journeys always coincide with an optimum time of the year to travel. So we're always going when it's not ditching it See, down the rain. This is the experience that you need. I mean, rather than go on the monsoon and get washed away and think, what a hell of a waste of money. Don't go there during the <laughs> monsoon season. You'll need, you'll need floaties yeah. if you go uh, at yeah. that time of the year. So we're heading out in November, so um, flying out with Singapore Airlines um, to and from, so into Delhi and out of uh, Mumbai at the end of it. So 10 days and everything that uh, you'd want in India. So And Delhi, local guides too. Absolutely, yeah. That so, makes a difference. Oh, yeah. yeah. It really, really does. does. So, yeah. you know, you'll get the ins and outs of everything going on in Agra at the Taj Mahal and, of course, Agra Fort. We'll go to the pink city of uh, Jaipur and then head down to uh, Mumbai, which produces is arguably more films than Hollywood, yeah. in Bollywood. And when you go there, coming from Adelaide, pretend you knew Don Bradman. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it, yeah. yeah That'll yeah. open all doors. Yeah. Host, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I knew Don well, yeah. yeah. He was all green baggy at yeah, home, yeah. That's we it. often played golf together, yeah, that sort of thing. That's yeah. it. Gotta get free curry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that Northern India trip actually combines with Southern India. Southern India is a lovely um, surprise as well, so you can fly between basically Mumbai and Chennai, formerly Madras, yeah. and then head down to the shore temples of Mahabalipuram, Pondicherry, and then head uh, onwards to Madurai, which is very famous for its temples. And then we take a train ride to a beautiful place called Kochi, which sort of sits right there on the west coast of, uh, of India. Uh-huh. So you can actually combine both North and South India and it becomes Grand India. But um, in the case of um, Southern India, that's another departure, heading out sort of uh, midway through November, immediately after Northern India. So, And then that also combines, um, if you want it to, with Sri Lanka. We can offer Sri Lanka right. as, uh, as its own destination. So... We start in Colombo. Uh, it's only a stone's throw, an hour, an hour's flight away from uh, the Maldives. So you could actually go and do a flop and drop on the Maldives oh afterwards. God, that's but good. Um, we spend um, two weeks basically in Sri Lanka, heading out late November, immediately after India. For those that want to do, we'll combine it. Um, a couple of days um, in Nagombo, just outside of um, Colombo. And then we go to the wildlife sanctuaries at Yala and Uduwalawi, which are really famous for their leopard and uh, elephant populations. We'll go and see some amazing Buddhist ruins. We'll head down to Gaul, where the Dutch were, of course, during the Dutch East India days. We'll spend some time flopping and dropping on the beach at Ahangula. Um So it offers a lot of, um, uh, of, of differences, Sri Lanka. Just listening to you, you love it. Been, I love uh, this area. Of the, in fact, yes. I love travel anyway. Yeah, okay. You know. and, and when you travel, you, you talk to people and, and they've been to India and they've tried to do it on their own yes. and they've fallen into so many traps and they come back, oh, there were beggars everywhere and got ripped off here and we missed the plane there and we didn't go there. And, That's the, it. and you're thinking, no, nah, do it. But you've got to do it with a professional uh, local guide, so they yeah. know what they're uh, they're doing. It's look, it's not it's not a self drive destination. It's also not a five dollar a day destination. Five dollars a day will give you bed bug city. You know, like you, there is a certain <laughs> bed standard. Bed bug city, pretty much. There's <laughs> a certain standard that you need to subscribe to when you when you head to somewhere like um, India, and you know, and, and equally for places like Morocco and Egypt, those now, are another. Now, two. now Morocco fascinates me. I oh think, yeah. Oh, I'd like to go there, but I'm, I'm a bit scared to go there. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you'd go with a group. That's yes. it. Yeah, top yeah. 
Northern Africa. Fantastic cuisine. And, of course, you know, couscous and the tagines and things and the, the very famous Jarafana, which is um, located in Marrakesh. But we'll visit the inferior, imperial cities of Fez and also Meknes. We'll go to the Roman ruins of Volubilis. We'll start in Casablanca. And again with local guides. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So two weeks of um, of loveliness, basically. We're going to head to um, Urgchebi, which is right on the uh, the edges of the Sahara Desert. We'll go out there on camels. We'll stay at a camp with flushing <laughs> toilets and things like this. You don't have to do that, do you? <laughs> well, you, know, you don't have to, you know, to make it on the camel if you don't want to. But is it, I think everyone needs to ride a camel before um, the sun sets on their life. I think it's one of those must-do experiences. <laughs> I must jot that down. It wasn't on the to-do <laughs> yeah. list. <laughs> I thought I might go down to Victor and do that. Yeah. But uh, all right, okay. Morocco, it sounds it sounds exotic. Yeah, But unless you were there with a local, you could really get into strife and uh, make all sorts of mistakes, couldn't you? Yeah, I think so. Again, it's not sort of um, set up for sort of self-drives and that sort of thing, you know. Um, I mean, French is very widely spoken there, um, right. so that makes it a little easier. But um, I think it's one of those destinations that is really... Really well fitted towards guided sort of touring in much the same way as Egypt, um, located of course further east. So uh, Egypt's another one. I think you're going to get far more out of Egypt by undertaking a touring arrangement because one of the nicest things about going to Egypt is that your tour director locally will also be an Egyptologist. So oh, the right, okay. university. So they can talk everything. about the pyramids and Absolutely. actually really, really tell you what it's all about, rather than just having, really can. Re- having read a book somewhere. Yeah. Or another. So we're not just talking about you know King Tutankhamun and a fancy old tomb and a, and no. a gold mask. He'll tell you what dynasty he came from and um, how long he ruled and all those sorts of things and how he was connected to, you know, all of the other um, pharaonic dynasties as well. So you know, for those that are fascinated with ancient Egypt and its history, all of that sort of thing will be brought to life anyway. But then, of course, we'll go to the, the the famous Egyptian museum, which is going to come out of its location in Tahrir Square and it will head to Giza Plateau. And the, the opening, we're really on the cusp of this, but it's been delayed and delayed and delayed. But hopefully, all being well, it should be open by the time we end up in Egypt, which will, of course, be in March 2021. And it's at that point you're going to see the most amazing pharaonic treasures showcased in the way that they should be. Because right now, the existing museum is just a little Victorian affair. You know, that, that's been in existence for over 100 years. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a Mar and Par type museum, you know. So this this new one really will showcase the treasures of ancient Egypt. And then, of course, you've got the pyramids at Giza Plateau that we'll visit and also the Valley of the Kings. We'll go down to Aswan and see the unfinished obelisk in the Philae Temple. We'll undertake a Nile River cruise. That's one of those destinations. It has to be in your top ten bucket list. Egypt is amazing to What me. about, uh, we're talking to uh, Krista Kinnear and uh, Melanie Wynn from Philhop and Travel, the travel people of Adelaide, and they've been so for a long time, no doubt in the world about that. Seven minutes to one. What about Turkey? Uh, I can remember f- uh, saying to Phil million years ago when he was thin and I had hair. So that's how, that's how far back it goes. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. You don't laugh at bald men. And, um, and, and I said, well, where's your favourite spot to go? <laughs> Phil Hoffman could go anywhere. And he said, Turkey. And I'm wondering, is it safe to go there these yeah, days? it is. It yeah, is? Turkey's back as well. I mean, look, Erdogan, um, he, he sort of got embroiled in a bit of bother, I think, with the, a number of other countries. But, you know, it's on the straight and narrow Turkey. It sort of sits right on the, the cusp of the Levant and Europe. Um, so politically, they have a few sort of of small issues and things going on but one of the the, the, the resounding things is the, the the link between us and the Turks by way of um, the Anzac commemoration every year so there's a really lovely link between us and the Turkish um, it's a fantastic country to visit the western part of so most itineraries will feature Istanbul, Gallipoli, Troy, Ephesus, 
Pamukkale and the jewel in Turkey's crown, Cappadocia. So we're bringing out a, uh, a Turkey tour as well for 2021. The best time to go to Turkey is roughly between sort of April and September. So really, you've got to know what time of the year to go to these places, haven't you? Rather yeah, it's, it's than just saying this is when the long service leave is due, or this is when the, uh, yeah. or when the, when the grandkids uh, don't need me to look after them. You, you've got to talk to the people at Phil Hoffman and find out what, when, when is the the best time to go to these places, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, for, for anything Northern Hemisphere, Tony, it's roughly sort of March, April till about September, October. Right. So nothing that straddles the Christmas Here's period. one for you. A lady the other day said, oh, so I'll be talking to some people from Pill Hop and Travel, and she said, oh, when, you, when, when you're talking to the ladies, ask them about Russia. She said, I've always been intrigued with the idea of going to oh. Russia, to Moscow, to uh, uh, St. Petersburg. But she said, uh, is it viable? Is it available? Absolutely. It is? Yeah, yeah. since 1991, yeah. they haven't looked back. Lots and lots of entrepreneurs created as a result of the fall of the Soviet Empire and it's been open for touristic business. Not a fantastic sort of tourism organisation to help you know, travel professionals, but there are lots and lots of very viable travel companies now. I've been going to Russia since 2003, and right. I was, uh, you know, lucky to go several times to Western or European Russia, as we know it. So that's St. Petersburg and Moscow and everything in between. And there are fantastic European, well, fantastic Russian river cruises that will take you between Moscow and St. Petersburg. And my suggestion is to come into Moscow first and end up in St. Petersburg, which is yes. the jewel in Russia's crown. And that Hermitage Museum oh, is unbelievable. out of this world, world isn't class, it? Yeah. World class. And, and the Kremlin itself, people don't realise when you actually go into the Kremlin, there are chandeliers everywhere. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah. big television screens yeah. with CNN and, and Fox News. And you yeah. think, why? And they say, well, of course, it was the Tsar's Palace in Moscow. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And, of course, you've got, you know, several transgressional cathedrals there. People just go there and think it's a just a great big sort of ugly wart on the city and it's where Putin, you know, um, sits in his powerhouse. But it's actually more than that, you know. A Kremlin is actually a fortification. And lots and lots of towns and cities across Russia have a Kremlin. Kremlin, a fortified sort of uh, enclave, as it were. Did you find that uh, when you went there and you said you were from Australia, they uh, immediately thought you were from Austria, then you established that you were from <laughs> Australia? And then the second question uh, we found when Barry and I were there working was, uh, uh, do you know Steve Irwin? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we know of him, uh, but uh, uh, but uh, they know very little about Australia. Yeah, it's a mil it's a million it's, miles away from where it's they down are. It's down near you know? Fiji. They know, that's about as much. But it, much. the people are friendly. I found the people. Uh, yeah, they, they are very accommodating. I find that older people speak better English because it was the language of Uncle Sam prior to 1991. So right. you know, if you talk to people, most people over the age of 40 tend to have. Very good English, surprisingly. So, um, uh, very learned and very educated people. You know, well, what about somebody who, who doesn't have the time or the finances at this stage of the game to tour the world? What are, what are some of the good local tours you've got available, cruises? Well, we've got um, one that kind of snuck in when we're doing our cruise fest. We've got a fabulous cruise, Southern Discovery, on Pacific Aria. That's leaving fairly soon, and that uh, travels um, from Adelaide, including Albany, Bustleton, Fremantle and Esperance and comes right back to Adelaide. And that's from $1,659 per that's person. That's a cruise that's, for how long? That's return. Um, uh, I think it's around about seven days. Okay, oh, right here we, right. Yeah. I apologise, I haven't got the Ten-night cruise, right. beg your pardon. Um, and it is just amazing value for 10 nights, $169 a day with those ports. So if you need a little break right now, you've had enough doom and gloom and you just think... A week away would be... A week away, kids are going lovely. back, grandkids are going yeah. back to school and let's spoil ourselves. Yeah. It is just a beautiful little escape. And we've got dollar deposits with P&O and we'll give you $200 on board spending as well. Lovely. So Tell me about this uh, World Travel Fest coming up uh, in February of... Uh, well, not too many weeks away. 
It's um, being held in the city and we've got amazing seminars, amazing deals. I think what was nice about it last year, Mel, was the cooking classes and everything else that was Yeah, that was really good. It gave it a new dimension, I think. Uh, we brought um, uh, a chef in and did some live sort of cooking demonstrations on the centre stage. So we've got some interesting um, presenters and uh, uh, travel themes going on this year. So... Um, so if anybody would just like to explore what's available out there, what the cost is, what the conditions are, go along to this and just uh, just have a, a bit of a look-see. Abs- oh, yep, we've got free coffee there as well. Oh, free coffee is yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> Street food, cooking demonstration, activities for kiddies, specials. We've got, we sit in the product department and listening to the deals, yeah. under $1,000 coming out is just phenomenal. So you will get bargains beyond. I won't be there. I'll be floating around on a ship out of Norway on Viking oh, cruises, but somebody, I might ring down. Somebody's got to do it. You, should, you should ring me when I get going and I'll tell you about the Northern Lights. All right. Now, Phil Hoppen Travel, we, we know they're down at Glenelg, but you're all over Adelaide. How many branches in Adelaide these days? Nobody uh, knows. About eight or nine, I think it is. So we've right. got um, uh, Nuriopa, Gawla, Semaphore, Modbury. Norwood, Norwood, Adelaide, Stirling, Hyde Park, Victor Harbour. So regardless of where you might live in Adelaide, there will be a Phil Hoppen branch pretty close to where you live and work and what have you. Absolutely. And great website. Have a look at everything that we talk about. In fact, Mel hasn't had a chance to talk about Azerbaijan and Armenia, which is an amazing tour. Azerbaijan, Georgia and Armenia. Little area no bigger than England, sort of just sitting around the Caucasus, just off the Caspian Sea there. I see. That's that's not on most people's radar, is no, it? You, you better believe it. It certainly is. It's it's really, really? top of the pops. Yeah, yeah. Can't even spell yeah. it. Under I, eight I, grand. I, I wouldn't have a clue. Days. You gave me a world map. I, I couldn't tell you where it was. <laughs> yeah. It sort of sits up around sort of Turkey, around that sort of way, just off Turkey. Um, really famous for Armenia for Christianity. They declared Christianity in AD three hundred one. Fantastic for wine. The most amazing monasteries that have existed since God was a boy. Extraordinary <laughs> culture. Fantastic food. Even lavash bread, which is declared. UNESCO World Heritage listed originated in Armenia. Next, so. t- next time I go, I want you to come with me, all right? <laughs> because I'll just tag along. Ladies, thanks for coming in. Love to see you again.